0: Hello everyone, welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure, to welcome to today's program, Mitch Wesley, who is CEO and founder of 3G TMS, and Bill Knapp, who is former CEO and now general manager of PaceJet, a division of, 3, of 3G TMS. And today, I'm going to talk about parcel shipping and TMS. Now, when it comes to transportation management systems, there is always something new to talk about. And that's because the technology continues to evolve in re- responds to changing customer demands and, and requirements. And one of the areas that's growing in demand um, for, for a lot of companies and, and growing in innovation for a lot of companies is parcel shipping, um, which was one of the driving forces behind 3GTMS's acquisition of Pacejet earlier this week. So what role is parcel shipping playing in transportation operations today? What are some of the challenges and opportunities? And how will customers continue to drive innovation in transportation management systems? Well, those are just some of the, the questions we're going to address in today's episode. And uh, it's great to have uh, Mitch and Bill on the program to share their insights and perspective on this topic. So Mitch, Bill, welcome to the program.
1: Thanks. Uh, Thank me. you. Great to be here. Thanks a lot.
0: Great. So Mitch, I'll, I'll start with you. Uh, you and I have known each other for a long time. Uh, obviously, you've been in the industry for, for a long time, going back to the beginning of, of TMS. and you've had the opportunity to work with, you know, shippers and 3PLs and, and many companies over the years. Um, so, so again, you, you've got this broad perspective. So, based on your experience, I mean, how has parcels' role in the transportation operations of, of shippers and, 3, and 3PLs changed over the past, let's say, over the past decade?
1: You know, I think parcel's probably the fastest-growing mode. Uh, you know, I think it's clear that um, – uh, TMS really need to have parcel if they're going after most of the shipper market and certainly uh, most of the managed trans 3PL market. Uh, we see a steadily increasing demand on that. We've always had, you know, some level of parcel functionality in the system and we've had we have a handful of accounts that have used it, but we've also known that we 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 with some regularity run into opportunities where there's a real need for parcel. And when I I use the word real as in substantive, and and those are really opportunities we had to walk away from. So, um, you know, we we knew that we had to come up with a good solution for this. And we've been thinking about that for a long time and decided that, uh, um, uh, you know, finding the right partner was the way to go about it and you know we have uh, just because of this we've had a lot better discussions with both existing accounts and new opportunities who who have come in and said you know parcel is really a need and we really need to have a best-in-class solution so uh, and and i expect that to continue
0: yeah no I, i i agree i mean i think you know going back to when i started as an industry analyst you know back in the late 90s and was doing my you know first rounds of tms you know studies you know, parcel was, uh, you know, a blip in the you know, transportation spend and volumes of, of most, you know, large companies, you know, manu- certainly for manufacturers. I mean, they were, you know, LTL truckload was kind of the, uh, you know, where they spend most of their uh, time. And, you know, parcel was really, you know, the area for spare parts uh, shipping. It was really the area where there was a lot of office shipping. Right. So shipping of documents and, and things of that nature. You know, e-commerce, obviously, with the fast growth of e-commerce, uh, you know, that's having a, a huge impact not only for retailers, but obviously manufacturers have gotten involved with there as well with drop shipping and, and manufacturers launching their own e-commerce operations. So now parcel is, you know, uh, becoming a more critical part of the transportation span and being able to, you know, uh, have vis- <clears throat> excuse me visibility to that and be able to manage that uh, effectively. Now, this is an area uh bill uh going to you that uh, you know many many of of PCS, uh, customers are smaller mid-sized you know companies that ship a lot of parcel and and less than truckload i mean what what type of challenges do these companies face from a from a shipping standpoint in other words i mean what what drives them to implement the tms
2: that's a great question there is a lot of dynamic change going on in the market right now in the what we'd call the smb or small to medium sized business <clears throat> And that's really where our heartbeat has been at PaceJet. Uh, I'd say the first thing that I would, I would bring to point is that businesses that are in growth areas are expanding. Uh, I'll give you a good example. We have a large national home exercise equipment customer, and what they're experiencing is a transition. They have been having uh, working through their own warehouses, and that's how we were set up to work with them. Now, because of the expanded need to ship products in a quicker fashion, they now have uh, leveraged uh, third-party logistics firms. And the combination of this uh, has, has put them into a difficult situation in terms of having visibility to both. We've solved the problem from a pace product right now, but what they're requiring of them now is a TMS-like solution that can be more encompassing. Uh, provide them that uh, staging for these different types of operations that a multi-carrier shipping solution that's mostly oriented around rating and 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 booking shipping and tracking uh, can't do as strongly. And the other thing about this is with this expansion, of uh, a real difficult time in having ext you know internal resources within their business to help them out with this. Um, they're really looking for people like ourselves to solve these problems. And so we're getting drawn into more and more opportunities, which look like a TMS opportunity more so than the, uh, the multi-carrier shipping platform we've had. Uh, the other thing that I would say is there's just flat out changes in the marketplace. And, uh, I call that, um, uh, Crossover businesses, uh, and when, what I mean by that is, is we deal with retailers, we deal with wholesalers or distributors and manufacturers. Well, they're all, as you were pointing out, with e-commerce and such, uh, becoming uh, distributors are becoming more uh, retailers. Uh, distributors are moving more into manufacturing, and this has been going on, by the way, for you know, as long as I've been in the market, possibly a couple decades. But it's really ramping up, and it's now becoming not just a, this would be a good thing for us to do as a direction, it's a necessity, it's a mandate. And with that, they're having, they're experiencing a lot of pain around different modes of shipping, let alone in the parcel area. Uh, You know, you talk about drop ships and third party shipments and, you know, of course, all the e-commerce. But now if I'm, if I'm really expanding myself, I've got to be very, very cost conscious and thinking about the world in a different way uh, around uh, you know, shipment consolidations. And now we get into multi-stop uh, routing and, and pooling and things really that are best addressed through a TMS. So we, I would say in the past two years, we're seeing ourselves called into situations with more complexity, which says TMS is becoming more of a need uh, down into our marketplace
0: you know it's interesting you know it sounds like you know that there's forces coming from both directions right from the top down and from the smaller size market up as well and you know i know when i've talked historically to a lot of companies that haven't deployed a tms or might have only been using kind of a shipping solution in the past it was well you know our shipping operations are, are fairly you know straightforward you know we, we mostly do parcel or ltl or on the higher end it might be we only do truckload mm-hmm. right and now you know i think you just you know in another data point here is the fact that companies of all sizes are really addressing complexity, have to address complexity in the transportation operations where multiple modes are coming into play and where the need for optimization for more intelligent uh, selection of of modes, you know, of of carriers across modes, uh, a smarter looking at at rates across different modes and things like, you know, like you said, you know, uh, multi-stop shipments, or pooling and so forth. I mean, those are all things that you might think. Oh, those are things that just the large companies need. But I think uh, one of the interesting things is over the past few years, as you just you know said, some of the smaller mid-sized companies are feeling uh, you know those uh, those demands on them as well. Um, you know, hence the need for you know more powerful or more broader TMS uh, you know capabilities. Uh, so, so Mitch, c- coming back to you, uh, kind of in light of what we just talked about, um, you know, bringing mo- these multiple modes together and. And, and kind of combining the best of both worlds if you will I mean what what new benefits or opportunities does having uh, you know stronger parcel, parcel capabilities as part of a broader TMS you know enable for customers
1: well I think <clears throat> it's 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 a tiny bit more uh, broad than that sort of taking what bill said uh, as well I think the the key really is that uh, it, it's a combination of, of, of two Two things and as you pointed out, Adrian, coming almost from both directions. So um, everybody today, not everybody, most people today need need flexibility. Most people in, in logistics are being pushed one way or another. So it's it's uh, whether it's uh, a managed insurance 3PL or a a shipper, uh more often than not somebody who's who's shipping bigger stuff more often than not, it's like you know we have these needs, whether it's small parts, whether it's drop shipping, whether it's disintermediation, you know parcel is becoming a more uh fundamental piece of 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 their situation, and you know we have uh probably the uh account that we have that has the largest average uh, shipment, shipment size of all of our accounts also does the most parcel. So think about that as 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 a statement. How fundamentally that sort of uh, sort of begs the question that even someone who does a lot of crazy big bulk stuff also says, "Gee, I've got an awful lot of these little parcels because in that case it's a lot of spare parts and specific replenishment." And the flip side is exactly what Bill said, where, and this is something that's been going on since the beginning of time. You know, people say, I only need this, but then, Oh, wait a minute, you know, here's a situation where I need something else. And Oh, here's a situation where I need something else. You know, because logistics is a business where the exception is the rule. And there's always, there always seems to be that exception and more and more everybody's under pressure. To handle that exception efficiently, effectively, and and in a, from a cost perspective, efficiently. So you know you need to provide the quality service. Sometimes you've got issues with breakage and handling, so you got to do it right. And then, <clears throat> sometimes you have issue of service; you got to get it there on time, and you got to do all that at at the right price point. So I think you know we this is this has really been an issue since I've been in the industry in the early 80s it's always there. I think it always will be there. I think it's there in a bigger way today than it's ever been because of uh, the issues that we've been discussing. But, uh, you know, the challenge that we see really is that all of these modes have to be handled and they have to be handled for companies of any size. They have to be handled uh, for companies where the, the issues have Different levels of complexity, uh, because you know, in our business, the the requirements are not only size oriented but complexity oriented, and they've got to be handled the right way uh, for the right situation, and so that's what really creates, I think, this, as you said, coming from both directions and the needing to to bring the right tools to bear for the right opportunity.
0: You know, I love how you said, you know, logistics is about, you know, managing the exceptions and how there's always going to be, you know, change in this industry, right? I mean, I think if you look back, you know, we're talking here about parcel, right? You know, who knows, you know, if you're thinking forward ahead, you know, there might be a time where, you know, support for drone delivery, right? Or support to whatever, you know, Hyperloop or whatever might be in the horizon 10 years from now, 20 years from now. I mean, those are things that, you know, might seem a little bit far out, but, you know, ultimately those things become a reality, you're going to see the need for a transportation management system to be able to handle these two new types of modes and incorporate that as part of the operations.
1: You know, I've always said that between 80 and 90% of the code in a TMS deals with the stuff that doesn't happen the way you expect it to, (laughs) you know, all of the craziness. You know, if all we had to do was code for things working the way we expected, you know, we we, we could write these things in in a few months. So um, that's, but, you know, you know uh, if you think about it uh, it's as fundamental as when you go to a meeting and you get in the car and you don't really know exactly how long it's going to take to get there and then you take that little bit of uncertainty and you apply that to hundreds or thousands of moves going on at any point in time all over the world uh and and uh, with with lots more complications related to moving freight than moving people, and you suddenly realize this is sort of a crazy business.
0: It is, it is, and 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 why you know if you keep trying to do this with spreadsheets, uh, your uh, uh, you, you know your days are your days are numbered. Um, you, know, you know, Bill, going back to you, I mean, one of the, one of the other things about a TMS obviously is that it doesn't exist in a vacuum, right? It, it really depends on a lot of data and, and integrations, uh, you know, with an ERP system, a WMS you know, in other systems, because it is part of, you know, a broader end-to-end, you know, logistics and fulfillment process. I mean, is, is this a challenge for, you know, small and mid-sized companies? And, and kind of, is the integration process gotten any easier today than in the past?
2: Uh, well, there's a lot of answers to that question, actually. Uh, the answer starting off is yes and no. Uh, is it easier? Yes, the tools are much more sophisticated. I mean, the fact of uh, of integration and comprehensive Uh, capabilities uh, uh, and middleware that allows for that integration is is more available. But with that, we've also are existing in a world where the speed of change, especially now that we're in the cloud, is forcing faster change upon us. Um, Mitch also mentioned the whole concept of of managing exceptions so that it's not just a matter of plug and play anymore. We have to have tools that are going to allow for us to to manage data transformation in a much better way, uh, in a way at all for that matter, and not just the, just the simple integration. And so uh, it, it is easier from the standpoint of, of availability of tools, but the speed in which you have to act. And then it gets back to my earlier point about lack of internal resources and keeping up with the changes. The other piece is, is in, in the market that, that uh, in, in the you know, SMB in the middle market uh, there's uh, there's a lot of different systems that link into the uh, to the ERP systems and so that connectivity requires a lot of expertise across platforms so it's it's that knowledge of how to do this not just that, that you have the tools readily available to you to do it so I would say that it's providing more ch- there's more challenges now for integration than ever before even though in many respects things are better than they ever have been.
0: Well, that, that, that's some great insight there because obviously you know we've talked a lot from a technology side we've, we've seen the movement toward you know you know EDI is still you know a stronghold in the industry but we've seen over time kind of movement toward APIs and, and web services and, and, and developing you know kind kind of uh, you know, standard integrations, if you will, with some of the leading ERPs and other systems, you know, out there. But I think your point about number one, you know, managing data quality still remains a challenge, right? So that's something that you have to put some governance around or some processes around to make sure that you know, it's one thing to integrate. It's one another thing to make sure that the data you're getting or the data you're putting out is, is timely, accurate, complete, and, and, and so forth. And, and secondly, is the pace of change, right? I mean, these networks are changing, you know, so quickly and, and the ability to integrate quickly, uh, with uh, you know a changing universe of trading partners out there, whether they're suppliers or customers or logistics service providers, carriers, you name it. I think that's the part that I think a lot of companies either don't have the internal expertise or know-how, or they're having a hard time, you know, you know, keeping keeping up with. Um, yeah. You know, so th- this has been a great you know conversation. So just just as a way to wrap up, I mean, uh, and Mitch, I'll start with you, and then Bill, you you can add your your thoughts as well. I mean, how will how will your customers continue to drive? innovation in TMS? I mean, where, where are they taking you next?
1: So I think there's a number of places. I think, um, to me, the most exciting thing that's going on is really, uh, for the large logistics companies for whom, you know, uh, a TMS is sort of what they do for a living as opposed to the cost, you know, managing the cost center of transportation that they wish would go away. And, um, you know, there we're seeing really uh, the, a, big, a big wave, a big sort of secular wave saying that they built a lot of different businesses, non-asset businesses. Uh, they had them, you know, they sort of sprung up over time. Some they started, some uh, they've gotten acquisitions <clears throat> Uh, some they're trying to start, and this could include brokerage. It include could include managed transit, It could include uh, e- e-commerce fulfillment and reverse logistics, and, and I and, and and several other things. And I think what's really interesting is uh, these guys are saying, "Okay, I got all this stuff. What am I going to do with it? How do I take them to the next level, and how do I rationalize the the IT because you know again the IT is running their business and so what's what's most exciting to me is that we're seeing a lot of these companies say I need a partner uh, a you know a software provider partner who can put all of these different disparate businesses on a single platform and run them uh, from a single platform and and you know the beauty of that is not only the appeal to the CIO saying, hey, I've got one vendor instead of N, but it's also the fact that as a customer uh, goes from one relationship to another and another, it's all on the same platform and and all of their people are are trained on that same platform. So uh, that's something we're seeing a good bit of really uh, mid to large LSPs saying, what's next? and doing all that to really again uh create an offering to their customers that's different to say you know yeah i can handle your freight directly as a carrier as a broker i can do the managed trans i can do other pieces of business you hadn't given me before and really let them differentiate their offers so i think that's that would be my my number one area of excitement and then the number two is really this idea that we we do with PaceJet, where it's really that single platform that really says you know we can work with a company of any size and any level of complexity, and we can help them use logistics as an enabler of their business of the right business processes and the right supply chain processes. You know we never want to be in a position where somebody comes up with an idea to improve you know, anything in supply chain execution, they say, gee, I can't do it because logistics doesn't allow me, transportation doesn't allow me to do it, my TMS doesn't allow me to do it. The whole point of a TMS is to allow people of any size and sophistication and complexity to, to do more and to say, okay, what, what, what excites you guys to let you take your company? to the next level how do we enable that how do we how do we have a product that is uh you know as as easy as you can be to model whatever scenarios you throw at it and execute them and do it in a way that's efficient and and implementable and as as bill said you know given the lack of resources we we can't afford to put you know armies of people on it for months and months uh you know i spoke to somebody at a at a fairly big company the other day who made a really interesting comment where, you know, their business changed so rapidly over a couple of years, you know, if you can't implement quickly by the time you've implemented it, uh, you know, you're already solving yesterday's problem. So, you know, it's, it's that whole thing of fast implementations with that very sophisticated product to enable whatever comes next.
0: You know, that's a a lot of great points there. I mean, I think one of the takeaways I got out of that is something that I'm seeing as well is, and I think it's one of the positive developments in the industry, certainly over the past decade, and I think it's been accelerated over the past five years, is that, you know, it used to be, again, 20 years ago, logistics was purely, and especially transportation, was purely a cost center, right? There was nothing strategic, you know, about it. Fast forward to today, certainly in the 3PL space, the LSP space, you're seeing them leverage technology as a competitive differentiator. You, You see press releases out there of, you know 3PL is making acquisitions in the technology space investing literally billions of dollars in technology because that is becoming a key you know differentiator for them and then on the shipper side you know they're competing on customer experience and they recognize that logistics and and especially transportation is a key component of you know driving an enhanced customer experience so obviously you can call it the amazon effect of what what you will but you know I, i think companies are finally recognizing that there's a direct link between transportation and customer experience and not only the bottom line but also top line growth and the ability to capture market share and, and all of that so i think that's exciting that's an exciting development and you know bodes well for for folks uh, in the in the tms uh, industry uh bill your, your final thoughts on on what's driving or what will drive innovation moving forward
2: right well you've both covered some excellent points and i'm smiling because there's a lot of the things that that i think about we're in a real transformative point you know the world of amazon is really kind of rock things to, to move in that direction. I, I think, and I think in terms of the mid-market uh, and all the things we talked about in this conversation, that there is a need for TMS at in smaller organizations that have less resources, less wherewithal. And how do we do that? And frankly, that's kind of what I would call a, a, the Northwest Passage, finding the way to get to that in this world um, I, I mean i can come up with many examples of businesses i just i need full truckload or i need optimization or i need one component how do we deliver tms not you know in necessarily you have to now adopt all of these components of the tms but how do we deliver them in a way that will make it easily adapt to their business and so frankly when i started talking with mitch uh, as we started to come together and think about things, one of the most exciting, compelling things for me is is really going to that point, figuring out and working together as now a, a you know, consolidated organization and figuring out how do we deliver this excellent capability to lower, smaller entities and make it very uh, accessible to them. So that to me is is the innovation that uh, that we're really going to be targeting and working
0: on. Great. Well, I think that, that brings us full circle. I mean, I think one of the things we, we said early on in the conversation was that, you know, uh, com- complexity is uh, is inherent not only for large companies, but also smaller companies as well. And, you know, the, the rules for success moving forward are really merging together for both, you know, large companies and, and small companies as well. Well, you know, like I always say at the end of all our conversations, we always manage to scratch the surface on, on these topics, but We covered a lot of ground today, and you both provided some great insights and and advice. So, uh, Mitch, Bill, thank you both for making the time to be with us today.
1: Thank you, Adrian. It was a
0: pleasure. Great. I want to thank those of you that joined us. If you're watching this episode on demand, either at the 3GTMS website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment for uh, Mitch or Bill, uh, you can post it there, and I'm sure they'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us, and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.